First hat fact of the day, 1,400 new COVID confirmations yesterday. So like I always say, take all the precautions that you can. Limit your movement outside, wear a mask like I'm currently doing. If you're watching us live on Facebook, Nigeria Info 99.3, give gap. Wash your hands, sanitize your hands. It's not a conspiracy. This thing is killing real people. It's hospitalizing real people. And the after effects of this virus are immense. People recover after they've been discharged from the hospitals. They're still dealing with the side effects for a long, long time. In fact, on Monday, you and I will have a conversation uh, uh, you know, about those who have had it, how the recovery is going, how the treatment went, etc., etc. Monday, keep a date with me from 5 p.m. That's when we'll have that conversation, right? And to be on the safe side, stick with me on Hard Facts. This is where you come for your immunization against disinformation. Today, it's the big three global edition. Speaking of immunization, let's talk about the race to distribute uh, the COVID vaccines. Then let's talk about how Brexit is already affecting the UK's economy and commerce. And then let's talk about online amateur stock traders taking on Wall Street. After that, as usual for Friday, we'll bring you Public Square with our Obo, and then uh, we'll wrap up the show with music and moments with Ifani and Sam. Of course, there's news updates coming your way at the top of every hour. But let's bring you today's Big Three Global Edition. The Big Three Global Edition on Hard Facts. How soon can most of humanity get the COVID vaccine? Is Brexit showing teething problems or fatal flaws? And what is happening to Wall Street? This is Big 3 Global Edition. Let's get into the stories. As you know, every Friday, we let Nigeria rest. We try. (laughs) to let Nigeria rest. And we take a look at the biggest stories from other parts of the world. Sometimes, though, you find that the biggest stories in the world are still Nigerian stories or they also affect Nigeria. But our first story is a global look at COVID-19 and the race to vaccinate the world. These new strains, they're traveling around the world pretty quickly. The USA just announced its, announced its uh, first ever case of the strain that was found, uh, first found in South Africa. That same strain has also been sweeping through some African countries like Malawi. Now, during the first wave last year, Malawi was barely hit. And the relatively few cases that it had were mostly mild to moderate. But now the infection rates are higher and so is the percentage of, uh, of serious to severe cases. Deaths are up as well in Malawi. These new strains are much tougher. But the good news is, so far, most of the vaccines appear to be doing well against most of the strains. The one strain that seems to give the vaccine a tough time is, uh, again, the one that was first seen in South Africa. And speaking of South Africa, speaking of Africa, really, we've gotten um, commitments for almost a billion doses. COVAX has committed to supplying 600 million doses. And now the African Union has raised money among its members to buy an additional 300 million. So 900 million doses, enough for about 450 million Africans. That's about one third of us. To put that in context, we're going to need a bit more than double of that to achieve herd immunity. And to put that in more context, these 900 million doses have not arrived yet. In fact, so far, Africa has only seen about 20,000 vaccines. (laughs) Meanwhile, while African countries deal with vaccine shortage, some countries in other places have a surplus. Cyril Ramaphosa had something to say about it. He's the president of South Africa and he's also the chairperson of the African Union. And he said, quote, the rich countries of the world went out and acquired large doses of vaccines from the manufacturers and developers of these vaccines. Some countries went even beyond and acquired up to four times what their populations need, end quote. In fact, the Global Vaccine Alliance, Gavi, estimates that 800 million doses of the vaccine are in countries that won't need them because they have a surplus. 
some African leaders and top people in international development are calling um, they're calling the the they're calling it um, vaccine nationalism. They're also calling it hoarding. But I've heard other commentators who have said, "Oh, well, nobody forced Africa not to be ready to uh, buy the vaccine. Nobody forced it to not be ready." And I wonder what you think. Now, let me tell you what uh, Antonio Guterres says. He's the UN Secretary General. And he has called vaccine distribution a global emergency. And he's warning the rich nations that are hoarding the vaccine that um, it will harm them. Even if they vaccinate all their people. Because new strains of COVID are about to appear. These new strains are caused by mutations. The longer COVID remains in the wild, infecting people, the more mutations and new strains will appear. And eventually, according to Guterres, strains will appear that can beat this set of vaccines. So if the rich nations want to preserve the power of their vaccines, they have to share them with the world so that COVID stops mutating. Now, do you think that's going to happen? Do you think the rich nations will share? Do you think that richer nations who have managed to stockpile or order a vaccine surplus will sell or give it to other people? Or do you think they're just going to hold it, <laughs> hold on to their stash? And what do you think about Africa managing to order slightly less than a billion doses so far? Just enough to vaccinate one third of the population on the continent. 0700-993-993-993-0700-993-993-993. Share your thoughts with me via WhatsApp as well. WhatsApp is 080-959-75805. What do you think about uh, African nations saying to richer nations that, eh, this vaccine that you are hoarding, there is God. <laughs> Okay, fine, they didn't say that, but you know what I mean. Uh, do you think that, um, I mean, it matters one way or the other what richer nations do with their money? Is it their fault that nobody in Africa thought um, uh, vaccines were things that they should budget for or that they should start acquiring? Do you think the richer nations who have managed to stockpile or order a surplus will sell or give it to others? Or do you think, oh, more? we'll save our stash. We don't know how these mutations are going to hit. And we're hoping that these things will continue to be effective against the mutations. So we're going to wait. We've got Michael and Ikeja on the line. Hello, Michael. Thank you for calling us. Should I go ahead? With yes. Afternoon? You're talking to Sandra now. Go ahead. Yeah, Sandra, hi. Hi. The African heads of state should just bury themselves in shame. Okay. It's very unfortunate that when these other um, rich, richer countries... We are making effort to 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 come up with these vaccines. We are and now we are complaining. So you can't blame them for doing what they are doing. That's just my contribution. Thank you. Okay, Michael. Thank you for calling. You can't blame them for doing what they're doing. Hi, there's their heads in shame. Michael says. WhatsApp is 080-959-75805. You can of course tweet at us at Nigeria Info FM and share your thoughts via Facebook. Nigeria Info ninety nine point three. But the studio number is zero seven zero zero nine nine three. 993-993-0700-993-993-993. Do you think we're going to get to the point where richer countries um, who have stockpiled or who have ordered too much, do you think we'll get to the point where they will sell or they will give it to others? Do you agree with the UN um, Secretary General who says that uh, vaccine distribution is a global emergency and if, if rich nations hoard, it's not going to protect protect them because the vaccines are mutating. Godwin is no ruler today. Hello, Godwin. Hello. How you doing, Godwin? Is that Sandra? Yes, this is Sandra. Go ahead. Uh, please, uh, what I'm talking about is um, this uh, COVID-19, COVID-19, COVID-19. These people are eating our money with it. Which people are eating That's your money with it? This federal government. But we're not talking about the federal government. government. We're talking about vaccines at the moment. And we're I, talking about I what other, talk- other people are doing about it. I am talking in general. Okay. This COVID-19 is not real, please. Let them stop disturbing Africans. COVID-19 is not Thank real. You. It's not real. And- 
Thank you for calling 0700-993-993-993. WhatsApp is 080-959-75805. Hello, thank you for calling. Yeah, hello. How you doing? I'm good. What's your name? My name is Femi calling from On The Road. <laughs> Welcome. Go ahead. <laughs> okay, um, so, um, yes, you know, I... From the beginning of this, when the vaccine was going to, when the vaccine, you know, when the race to the first person who, were, who was going to get a vaccine mm. for this uh, COVID-19, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I, I, I started asking myself some basic questions. We slout Africa as the cradle of um, civilization. Egypt with a whole lot of, um, if you go through the history books, you'll find that a whole lot of medical um um, 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 discoveries were done in Africa. Sandra, mm-hmm. there is not a single African country, not one, that has found a vaccine to COVID. One. With all the where are they both that we have, with all the herbs, not a single cure. To, and then you expect nations that have, that have invested billions and trillions of dollars in not just the healthcare systems, in research, just to start handing us things every single time. We go to them for beans, we go to them for rice. We, as a continent, we are not even food sufficient. Food that we have here, land is so much here. Now, for their own knowledge, I'm going to make them be lost. Be us where? Is it not in the same country that a, a, a governor's wife went to U.S. and was floating on the social media that she has gotten a COVID vaccine? What kind of mess? What kind of mentality is that for goodness sake? And then we need you get to come and tell us to invest in our health care. That we have not seen before they gave back to me. Um, the people that, the countries that have it, they should buy more for themselves. They have invested over the years. They've told us to invest. What have we done with our money? We are stealing it and keeping it. Femi, be coming down. Be coming down, Femi. Be coming down. Sandra, thank you, Jared. Be coming down. Be coming down. Eh, Joe, be coming down. Kevin is through. Larry, hello. Yes, Sandra. <laughs> How you doing? Uh, yes, to go be the girl. Welcome. Go ahead. I don't see any seriousness in us, the continent, especially this part that I live in. Okay. You're not the serious people. When this issue was up, we told the, those that were in power, we have been telling them before now, what is the quality of our healthcare system? They were listening to us from the dead side of their ears. When this virus started initially, and when it started coming out, we started acting as usual, like a beggarly nation, looking for people, other countries that will help us with vaccines. Who, who does that at this moment? Everybody interested in his own country. Look at Boris Johnson, what he does every morning. Look at Joe Biden. They are all interested to get the people vaccinated. We, have, we lack leadership. I don't know the last time that the president of the country spoke to his people about this daily virus and, you know, show, a lot, show concern. We don't. What we do is we like to let people to gather in the name of getting ready to start because your city should not be blocked. We just act irresponsibly and reckless. And we're talking about some people that are... We are, we, are, we, are, we are in for it. I'm telling you, because at, at the end of the day, mm. it's all false ahead to leadership. We don't have that leadership. When you see countries that have leadership, you know now. You don't need someone to say, look at Boris Johnson. I watch him every time on Sky News. Ah, the man, I don't think I'm having this place. I beg, Jerry. Thank you. Kevin, thank you for calling. The British do not have um, kind things to say about Boris Johnson. In fact, he's in our second story on today's Big Three Global Edition. But we'll get to that in a bit. I want to hear more of your thoughts on this COVID COVID vaccine matter. Because these new new strains are traveling around very quickly. The USA announced their first ever case of the strain that was found in South Africa first. That same strain has been sweeping through some African countries like Malawi. I told you earlier on that during the first wave, Malawi was barely hit. People had very mild, very uh, moderate cases of, of the virus. But what we're hearing is that these vaccines are doing well against most 
of the strains. The, the only strain that is giving them Wahala is the one that was first seen in, in South Africa. And I told you as well that um, we have gotten commitment for almost a billion doses of the vaccine. COVAX, COVAX has committed to supplying 600 million doses. And the African Union has raised money amongst its members to buy an additional 300 million. So we've got 900 million doses, but that 900 million doses is enough for 450 million Africans. It's not nearly enough. So far, Africa has only seen about 20,000 vaccines. So, so it's, it's, it's uh, causing a lot of the experts to worry about what will happen um, with the rest of the world if Africa doesn't get the vaccines that it needs. We've got uh, Cyril Ramaphosa, the president of South Africa and the chairperson of the African Union, saying that the rich countries of the world went out and acquired large doses of vaccines from the manufacturers and the developers of these vaccines. And he said that some countries even went beyond and acquired up to four times what their populations need. Gavi estimates that 800 million doses of the vaccines are in countries that will not need them because they have a surplus. And now you now have uh, African leaders and people in development who are calling it vaccine nationalism and hoarding. But then you have those like Femi <laughs> who have said, oh, more, nobody forced people to not be ready to buy the vaccine. I wonder what you think. Do you think that we could get to a place where richer countries who have managed to stockpile uh, a vaccine or who have a, a vaccine surplus will sell it or give it to other people who don't have at all? Or do you think they're going to hold on to their stash? Because, like I said, the, the virus continues to mutate. New strains of, of COVID are bound to appear. These strains are caused by mutations. The longer COVID remains in the wild, infecting people, the more mutations and new strains will appear. So it could either make them hoard their vaccines some more or give it out to poor people like us so that uh, we'll not reinfect them with a new strain because we've lived with the, 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 the virus too long. What do you think about Africa managing to order slightly less than a billion doses so far? A billion is less than one-third of what the continent will need. 0700-993-993-993. By the way, on Tuesday at 5 o'clock, I'm going to have uh, Dr. Onyema Obona on the show. He's one of the doctors who worked on one of the vaccines. He's one of the uh, uh, amazing minds, Nigerian-American who worked on one of the vaccines and he'll be joining us on Tuesday at 5 to talk about the vaccines, talk to you about why uh, it's important for you to get them once they're available in Nigeria. Maxwell is in Badagri. Hello, Maxwell. Thank you for calling us. Yeah, thank you very much, my sis. So we're talking about uh, how we can be able to curtail um, the issue of uh, COVID-19 in Nigeria. And our government is uh, uh, telling us to go and uh, do the registration of uh, this uh, uh, registration of a team. That's not what and we're uh, talking about, actually. Yeah. That's not what we're talking about. We're talking about um, um, vaccines, the race to vaccinate the world. Yeah, it's all the same thing. It's all the same thing because uh, like all those uh, rich countries that have been able to purchase even more than what they require, mm -hmm. it's, it's their money. They got the money and they have right to do whatever they need to do mm. with their own money. Mm. So if African nations could not be able to raise money mm -hmm. to be able to buy their own, they're on their own. Because uh, we all know that as far as the, this world is concerned, mm. the white people, they're always on top and they will always be on top because our leaders here in Africa are now hating uh, their people. So the people that want to hate their people, they, they can go on and do it. If in, uh, even in Africa up to now, we cannot be able to develop a vaccine in the whole continent of Africa. Whereby in Africa, we have... a. Uh, a very fertile environment to be able to develop our own vaccine. So what are we saying? It, it's so it's saying actually not accurate to say that we cannot develop our vaccine. We can. We had some people who tried to do it. They just didn't have the funding. Uh, the governments did not think it was um, important to fund those um, those um, investigations to develop a vaccine. So we can. We have what it takes okay. to. We just okay. um, didn't okay. have money. Here in Africa, we have what the union we call uh, 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 African Union. Look, if the individual countries cannot be able to do that, why not the African Union comes together 
put hands together to be able to develop a vaccine that can be able to help us here in Africa instead of going outside the world to be able to purchase this, or, or, this vaccine. So the African leaders, we are not helping ourselves here. That is why everything we get is all wrong. At the end of the day, the white country, the, the white men, they, they will always be on top because we are not thinking on what we can do on our own self to be able to help ourselves. That's my submission. Maxwell, thank you so much for calling to make your submission. By the way, I was reading a headline yesterday night, I think. Um, there's another uh, vaccine, and this one can can survive in uh, 2 to 8 degree uh, temperature. So that means it can stay in our regular fridges. So I'm very happy about that particular vaccine. Uh, I'm hoping that it does get to the final stages and that um, it uh, is found to be very effective because that could be very helpful with uh, temperate and uh, infrastructure deficit or deficient countries like Africa. Um, we've got a message here that says there simply isn't enough public funding going into healthcare, education, or research and development in Africa. Hmm. Thank you very much, Tonya, for sending that message to us via WhatsApp. Also on WhatsApp, uh, yes, you can send us messages, please. WhatsApp is 080-959-75805. Adeboye Tunji from Matogun uh, Excessive says, Buying and stocking of the vaccine tells us how leaders have the interests of their citizens at heart. What are our leaders doing? They're making laws on face masks. What a funny country we are in. But that's also... Um, uh, that's also proof that your leaders have your interests at heart. If they're making laws about face masks, it also says that um, they, uh, they, they care about you and they care about your health. Because my people say, if you don't know how to pound in the mortar, pound, pound on the ground. Now, now where your hand reach, now you go hang your coat. No be so. So if they cannot afford vaccines, they can afford things that can help you to curb the spread of the virus. And one of the things that can, that can help with curbing the spread of the virus is wearing your mask. So can you really say that the government doesn't care about you because they're forcing you to wear a mask? I've got another message here from Osi. He says African leaders are reluctant about getting enough vaccines because they still have huge doubt inside their mind about the possibility of the virus attacking us. They truly don't believe there is COVID-19. All these info they're passing around on the coronavirus is just make-believe. OC, okay. Um, well, I've heard a number of them say they believe in the in the virus. You have Lagos making plans to buy vaccines directly from the manufacturers, or your state is also making the same plans. So, I don't know these African leaders you speak of. It's the South African president telling the richer nations to please give us vaccines. Stop hoarding. Stop hoarding in the means. We've got a message here from Emmanuel in Adribongo in Moe. He says the only way African countries can solve problems such as this is when they start believing and investing in their own ability to experiment and make research. But no be teeth. You, you have to fund that and we don't fund that simple. Um, another person says, um, this COVID-19 is a conspiracy that... Um, Okay. All right, then. Thank you very much for your message. Hello, Sandra. The money looted by this uh, top men would have vaccinated all Nigerians. The NDC MD movie, the Abdul Rashid Mena movie, the movie called Off the Mic, the movie called It's Okay, It's Okay. I beg, they should help us. Hel Heaven helps those that help themselves. Ali sent that message from Ijora. We've got another one here from Jeff in Oregon. Jeff says, I agree that COVID-19 is a global emergency and there will be no need to hoard the vaccine. However, Nigeria must do her best in protecting her citizens against the virus. We must accept the free ones and buy where necessary. The citizens too must do their part in observing the laid down procedures to avoid the virus at all costs. Wear a nose mask, social distancing, stay at home if you need to go nowhere. Jeff from Oregon, thank you very much for your message. We'll take one final call and then we'll move on to our second story. The number to call is 0700-993-993-993. If you just joined the show, our first story on today's Big 3 Global Edition is the race to vaccinate the world. I told you that uh, African countries are dealing with vaccine shortage while some other countries are dealing with vaccine surplus. Shade, my lover, is on the show today. Hi, Shade. Good to have you on the show. Thanks. Hi, Sandra. How's I, it going? I'm good. Welcome. 
Thank you. So you see, this vaccine issue that we have going on right now, mm-hmm. it's, it's, it's a sad thing. Well, first question I have for you. The vaccine you read about there is two to eight. Is it the Johnson & Johnson one? Because that's one I'm hoping Nigeria gets because it's only one dose. Okay. I was hoping that, I'm not sure that's the one you read about. I'm hoping that's the one we get. Because which, which one is that? Sure? Which one is that? Which one did you say? I didn't quite catch that. The Johnson & Johnson vaccine. Oh, oh no, that's it's, not the one I was talking about. It's only one dose and mm. it's, I think they also have a good temperature thing on it. Okay. I was, I'm rooting that if we, if we get any vaccine, we should get that one, you know, some mm. our problems. So the 900 can get to 900 people instead of 450. You see how that works for us? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, that could be great. And there are more vaccines in the works, to be honest. And who knows? Um, the Johnson & Johnson one is one dose as well. But I don't know about the other one I was reading about. And, and the Johnson & Johnson one is 85% effective. So who knows? Um, I, I do hope. I do hope they, they produce more. That is one dose. So yeah, 900 million can be 900 million. You're right. Yes, I mean, really be good for us. And back to, I, I, my family was talking, I really felt what he was saying. Yeah. That, you know, we, 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 we sort of, it's like, you know, our, our people, the, the government were like, they know there's, there's COVID coming. But really, did we really put any effort? I mean, I wasn't surprised because we barely have time to do anything for our health sector. So I'm not surprised that now we are all like, oh, how are we going to get, you know, vaccinated? But you know what I really want to say, Sandra? Yeah. What? That I hope the government, you know, I, told you, I said yesterday that sensitization has been a problem for us mm-hmm, mm-hmm. because people that say there's no COVID, right, and they don't want to act right. Yeah. If they, if they think about the fact that this mutation is not good for anybody yeah. and the longer we all act ignorant, the longer it is for the whole world, us inclusive, because we will just keep you know, adapting and there's more variant. Look at the funny part of it. Yeah. The one from South Africa is the most stubborn one. Of course, it's the African variant that would be the most stubborn. <laughs> yeah, because <laughs> it was the way it behaved. And I, I really hope the national orientation is to really step up and really sensitize people mm. and really talk about it where they understand that. Mm-hmm. Even if you don't care about it for yourself, even if you think, oh, I don't travel. Mm. But the world is a global place and we all need to do our part yeah. in making this back um coronavirus go away yeah thank you very much for calling i love when she calls the show Uh, and and it's it's important what she said there because uh, one of the listeners got in touch with me he's a driver somewhere and um, he told me how um um another domestic staff that um, they brought into the family came into the family with uh, COVID-19 and so put the rest of the family members at risk so they've been in the house you know, taking all the precautions that they needed to take, wearing their masks, washing their hands, being very, very careful. And so um, they had to get a new domestic staff. And when they got their new domestic staff, she had to go and get tested. And when she went went to get tested, she was positive for COVID-19. So that's for the people who often say, oh, a big man disease, or for for people where they travel. No, it's like Shade said, it's a global village. We're all mixing up. We're all interacting with each other. And so that means that if I get something and I interact with the Uber driver who interacts with the woman in the market or the man he buys suya from, the virus is traveling like that, like that, like that. So we all have to do all we can to protect each other. Like I swear to God, man. For our second story, one month into Brexit and things are looking a bit rocky for the UK. It turns out that ending free trade with your biggest trade partner may cause some domestic disruption. 43% of the UK's exports go to the EU and 52% of the UK's imports come from the EU. So about half of all goods and servicing going into or coming out of the UK is coming out of or going into the UK. And now, ever since New Year's Day, there's a big checkpoint on that trade. UK exporters are having serious difficulties getting their goods into Europe. And now, under the Brexit deal, they don't have to pay a tariff on goods. However, the goods now have to go through customs, unlike before. And suddenly, there are long delays and processing fees. Already, UK companies are complaining that they're losing businesses. Most fresh produce like foods and vegetables cannot move from the UK to the EU or in the other direction without spoiling. British fishermen are complaining because their biggest market is gone. Manufacturers are gone too. 
manufacturers are complaining as well. Now, as bad as it is for goods, it's even worse for services. UK exports are actually mostly services, not goods. And for services, there is a tariff with the EU now. That's why a lot of analysts said that um, they were perplexed by Prime Minister Boris Johnson uh, praising this deal, considering how it did not protect UK services. Suddenly, a UK-based lawyer or accountant or investment banker cannot do business in the EU. Her qualifications are no longer recognized. And that's very bad news for the UK's financial services sector. Because before Brexit, the City of London was the EU's main supplier of financial services. But now, it may no longer be able to serve Europe efficiently and cheaply from across a hard border. And so Europe is looking for alternatives like Milan and Frankfurt. And London is now worried that the best and brightest financial minds may leave. We're already seeing the effects uh, uh, all of yesterday. The IMF is projecting that the UK's GDP will fall this quarter. And then there's the question of unity. The U in the UK stands for united. But some analysts are saying that that, that may soon be over, Sif, thanks to Brexit. Already Northern Ireland is economically separate now. Even though they are a part of the UK, they remained in the EU customs union as part of the Brexit deal. That's because of that peace deal agreement that we talk about all the time. The one that mandates that there can be no border between um, the Republic of Ireland and Northern Ireland. But now, this means that the hard border is between Northern Ireland and the UK. And so now UK goods cannot enter Northern Ireland. And then there's Scotland. Scotland wants to leave the, the UK and rejoin the EU. They actually had a referendum a couple of years before Brexit. They only chose to stay because of staying in the EU. But now that staying in the UK doesn't keep them in Brexit, a lot of Scottish people want out. They don't want to be a part of the United Kingdom anymore. They are going to have an election in May and the First Minister, Nicola Sturgeon, has said that if her party wins, she's going to call for another independence referendum. So that's our second story. How do you see this uh, Brexit matter one month in? Prime Minister Boris Johnson has called these challenges teething problems. Do you think it's... Uh, do you agree with him? Or do you believe that these are signs of a more serious, more permanent flaw? 0700-993-993-993. 0700-993-993-993. You can still talk about the COVID vaccines when you call. That was our first story on today's Big 3 Global Edition. The number again is 0700-993-993-993. And yes, there's WhatsApp available for you. WhatsApp is 80 959-75805. Good afternoon, Sandra. African country leaders should be ashamed of themselves. By now, African countries should have gotten a vaccine. But corruption, now we get A1. They're now waiting for European vaccines that will take a lot of time before getting here. Uh, that's a message from Ademola, from Alausa. Ademola, thank you for your message. We've got Motanda on the line. Hello, Motanda. Yeah, hello, good evening, or good afternoon. Good afternoon, good to have you on the show. Thank you, Emilion. Um, I'm not going to talk about Brexit. I'm from Africa, so I want to talk about what is affecting Africa, which is bit. All right. Um, uh, Sandra, the problem with we Nigerians in Africa is the fact that we neglected our own our products and value anything that comes from the West. Okay. Ask me how. Huh. Sandra, growing, growing up as a little child in Crossover State, mm. as an orphan, with the people which I grew up together with, I used to witness where hospital reject some certain patients, and they bring them to my grandpa, and this man is the one healing them. Imagine people that were rejected from the hospital. I witnessed with my naked eyes. And I'm not going to mention a particular sickness or whatever, but I discovered that this thing chop their breast, chop almost like chop it off, and they bring them. This man is using roots and leaves, and apply on that breast, and at the end of the day, big maggot comes out. And the breast got healed. They're not going to amputate. They're not going to cut the breast off anymore. But in today's generation, those things are no longer existing anymore. Nobody looks look towards that angle. Now, 
The COVID-19 issues, I want to go straight to the point. said, I'm not going to take much time. Since I contacted COVID-19, the earlier when the thing comes out, and I call MDDC, nobody picks my call. And I almost died, if not God. But I follow the procedure which somebody sent to me, garlic and whatever, whatever. I keep taking the tea. And the, the other one, I don't want to call the name, said, I'm not going to do advice for free. And I, I got healed. After that, Sanders, I'm talking to you last month, I contacted COVID again with the protection. That is why when you say face mask or nose mask, it's not really about face mask. This is where the problem is coming from. Beverages. A bookie that is selling oranges on the street. They are the one peeling the orange and we buying it. And once you buy it, that's where we get the COVID from. Those guys that are selling, what you call it, cucumber and other amenities on the roadside, the, we, the, the, should I call the poor one, as we buying them, that is where this problem is coming from. Now, after a while, I began to fall sick. My lungs is paining me heavily. Till down to my intestines, I fall sick. I call MDDC. MDDC refused to pick my call. And there was no one in the house to call the manager. I now go back. I apply the same method. Because before I got in, I started stealing blood. And I fall sick heavily on the ground. I did not get up again. I apply the same method which I did before. The same garlic, the same glove. I cook as tea and add a little sulfuric acid. I started taking it with the, the other vitamin, whatever. I don't want to mention. Mm-hmm. I said, before I got to know, I started receiving myself, my strength. The dizziness started going. The pishia, every day that was my lungs were paining me. The blood is not coming out again. I'm not coughing again. The only thing that I observe after this thing is gone. I discovered that I have weak erection. My, my, my AK-47 is not active as usually. That is the effect of COVID-19. I am telling you, based on my experience, mm-hmm. I'm not saying I'm a researcher or whatever. Mm-hmm. Now, Sandra, mm-hmm. I call your station when Chukwezi, Chukwezi, something like that, mm-hmm. was presenting program. Mm-hmm. I try to let the world know that if we Africans look inward, we're going to discover the solution to this problem. Mm-hmm. Chukwezi did not even allow me to say Bounce me down. So we cannot allow you to come on air and tell us whatever, whatever. But you there. The same federal government is looking inward to see how they can discover a COVID-19 solution. Let me use this opportunity to tell the world, until Africa comes down, come back and value their own, that is the only way that this continues. And come back to your reality. Thank you and God bless Nigeria. Motanda, thank you very much for calling us. You see, it's not like nobody wants to look inwards. It's just that um, if you're going to prescribe something and say, if you're going to prescribe something and say that that thing is a cure, if you're going to call something a cure or a treatment, um, that thing has to undergo testing and be retested again and again and again. Because you have to know how a particular medication works when pregnant women take it. How it works when children take it. How it works when old people take it. What counter, uh, what uh, medicines are you not supposed to take it with? That's the problem with local medication. And so they need to, be, they need to undergo testing again and again to find out all of those things. Make sure that they're even safe for consumption. Nobody is saying that African medication doesn't work. We're just saying put it to test. It's the same way that they say that this DBR, they work, this DBR, they work. Okay, put the DBR to test on a large scale. Uh -uh. Because science is science. If you say one plus one equals to two, whenever they wake anybody up on the other side of the world, they're also going to say one plus one equals to two. That's how this is supposed to work. That's how these things work. You have China and India who have developed vaccines. They did it by adopting global standards and methods. They did not say in the name of looking in words that they're not going to do things the standard way. And our culture is very similar to that of the Indians or the Chinese. So if we're going to do this, let's do it right. You're listening to Hard Facts on 99.3 Nigeria Info. That's why whenever you call and you want to give away all these your um, uh, remedies, people try to shut you down because what you're giving out hasn't been scientifically tested. And if, if it has not been scientifically tested, it's irresponsible for any presenter with a platform as huge as Nigeria Info to let you share it on air. We'll take a quick break, hear from our sponsors for the final story and then bring you our final story on today's uh, Big Three Global Edition. In, on in, uh, in Wall Street between large investors like hedge funds and small private investors who are working together using Reddit. Reddit is a social media platform. So let me tell you what's happening. Huh? 
these small investors, just regular people like you and I, have been telling each other to buy shares in GameSpot. GameSpot is a chain of stores that sells games. Games, like regular, you know, games, uh -huh. toys. But the big hedge funds have mostly been thinking that GameSpot's stock is doomed. So they've been doing something to it called shorting. I'm not going to get into the details of that, but think of shorting a stock, like um, making a bet that the price will go... Uh, like, think of it like making a price, a, a bet that the price will go down by a certain date. If it goes down, you get money. If it goes up, you lose money. So on Reddit, these day traders have been getting angry with the hedge funds. They accuse them of manipulating GameSpot stock to go down. And so in revenge... They all decided to start buying stock to drive the price, the, the price up. And that caused the hedge funds to panic. Because remember that they bet their own money <laughs> that the price would go down. So they started selling their positions at a loss. Hedge funds have lost tens of hundreds of millions in value over the last few days. While some day traders have gone from almost nothing to being multi-billionaires. So that's our third story. And here to talk about it and give us some more expert insights is the acting chief investment officer at Zimvest, Oluwatosi Ayamfulu. Welcome to Hard Facts. Hi, good afternoon. Welcome for having me. Yeah, yeah good afternoon. Now, it got really rough for hedge funds. One of them in particular, Melvin Capital, they, they actually got into um, distress and they had to borrow money. What exactly happened here? Um, I think you you in your introduction, you explained... It's in the most simplest of terms. Um, the hedge fund managers took a position on GameStop, expecting that, you know, the model of the company is one that is outdated, like how um, video rental stores, you know, were kicked out by services like Netflix, right? So they expected that uh, GameStop being an in-store, you know, their model is they have physical stores where people then go and buy these games and um, or they can come and rent the games as well. That their model is one that is outdated and that they would um, eventually, you know, lose um, all their market share and revenue, which, you know, on the face of it is actually um, a fair view if you look at, you know, GameStop's uh, model. Uh, but I think what they now did was, when they took that view against GameStop, what they did is they now went to the market and, you know, started shorting um, shares of GameStop. So they started selling shares of GameStop. Um, what then now happened on the other side is, you know, we, we, we are reading about GameStop in the news over the past two, three days, and a lot of different things are happening. And, you know, it's just showing light to different aspects of the um, global economy, one of it being the fact that there seems to be a lot of distrust. There seems to be a lot of distrust, right? Um, you know, against the, uh, would I say, the institution hmm. or what, you know, the things that are structured that are already put in place hmm. by the regular guy, mm -hmm, right? So mm -hmm. what happened is on Reddit, um, the Wall Street Bets um, subreddit is like a forum where people give their views on stocks that they think are either undervalued and they think it's a good buy. Mm -hmm. um, one of the users, um, Deep F Value, because uh, his name is profound, it has some profanity in it, mm -hmm. Deep F Value, you know, highlighted that um, GameStop, even though um, they may not make him money, they're not projected to make any money in 2023, mm -hmm. they have cash, right? So mm -hmm. they're liquid, so they still have the ability to pay off their debt and you know try to do business more so they're trying to revamp their business they made a few um um appointments to their board mm -hmm. recently i think about two months ago mm -hmm. right so he took a positive view on gamestop and put it in the subreddit as far back as a year ago mm -hmm. at this point the trade the stock was trading at two dollars per share mm -hmm. right uh the the shorters have already you know maybe sold it at maybe like $9 per share. Mm -hmm. um, it's down $2 per share. They thought they were what you, what we call in the money. We thought they were good, right? Mm -hmm. um, deep value goes and says, it's the other way. I think we should buy it. The first time he said it, nobody really listened to it. Mm -hmm. But after a while... Somehow, somehow. 
Yeah, somehow. <laughs> and, and the thing about the thing about these uh, forums, mm-hmm. um, they're regular guys. Yeah. Everybody on the on the, on the forum, they're regular guys. They yeah. don't know about fundamental analysis mm-hmm. or anything like that. And that's where you people know? like you come in, Tosin. A, exactly. a, a lot of people want to make wise investments. But when they see events like what happened on Wall Street this week, they start to worry about whether they know enough to do it. So tell me about Zimvest. Tell me what uh, Zimvest does for people like me who want to invest. And, uh, you know, tell me about the kind of things you invest in. Yes, thank you. Um, so the main, like you said, people are worried about if they have enough knowledge. And to be frank, it's not something that, you know, we can all say we are, you know, fully knowledgeable, knowledgeable about. Mm-hmm. But, you know, the idea is it's like, I'll give you an example. Right. Um, medicine. You don't go googling your symptoms and then googling the medication you should take and then you go to buy it and then you give yourself an injection Mm -hmm. you assume that those who study these things and are professionals in these things should be able to help you to bring your um to to give you wholeness in your health Mm -hmm. um and that is what uh, like an approach you know some a lot of us don't have towards our wealth our own money um what we do at zinvest is we're an asset management firm um, and this is what we do, helping in individuals, retails, uh, retail, retail customers, and even um, corporate customers um, to achieve their financial gains and, and goals, you know, by helping them make smart investments with um, their money. Um, most of these things, when we see them, they're you know, a bit sensational when we see them in the news, um, but you also remember that it's somebody that bought the GameStop Shares at three forty-seven dollars per share, and then you know when he went to two fifty-three, he was looking like what's going to happen. You mm-hmm. know these things are not easy to to predict, mm-hmm. but what investment management does for you is that you allow your funds, you know, you keep your funds with uh, a, a licensed professional who then makes it his job mm-hmm. to make sure that your funds are investment invested in. You know, assets that are generally safe, mm-hmm. that, you know, more or less guarantee you a, a minimum return mm. and try as much as possible to help you um, expand and, you know, um, grow your wealth. We have like, um, what we do in Denver is we try to leverage a lot on um, technology, right? Because mm-hmm. that's what we've seen is happen in the in this um, century that we're, 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 we're taking we're removing boundaries between things with the use of um, technology. And so fintech is a growing um, um, you know, sector. Mm-hmm. And then we are taking advantage of that in allowing people to have direct access to even the assets that they are looking for. So you no longer have to walk into an office um, and then speak to someone and say, this is what I'm looking for. Um, this is what I'm looking to gain. Or this is what I'm looking to save towards. You know, you can do all of that via our website. Or, um, or you know, a mobile app which we have in the works. What's what's, the name what, of, what's, what's your website address? Because we're out of time. Oh, okay, okay. Um, our website is www.zimfest.ng. Now, when Tosin comes back on air next week, he's going to talk to us about who can uh, become an investor, uh, who and who exactly can work with the wealth managers at Zimvest. How much money do you have to have to be able to work with the guys at Zimvest? That's next week when he comes back on the show to talk to us about this. Is there a number that people can call if they have uh, further questions? Um. Yes, we do have a number. Um, okay, we'll take a quick break. When we come back from that break, he'll tell us what that number is. Lagos, don't go away. Need to save for a new car, house rent, or your next vacation? Or be financially ready to get yourself a COVID vaccine next year? Let Zinvest Aspire keep you in check. Need low-risk investment option with attractive rates? Zinvest High Yields is your best bet. Zcrest Investment Managers, Zinvest, is a SEC-licensed asset management company. At Zinvest, professional asset managers with industry expertise dedicate time into preserving your wealth. Zimvest has a web platform that enables you invest in a range of investment products that offers you good returns. Visit www.zimvest.com.ng to get started. Zimvest, demystifying wealth from creation to distribution for all.
Olua Tosi Ayanfulu is the acting chief investment officer at Zimvest and he's here on the show with us. What's that number that people can call if they've got questions and they cannot wait until next Friday? Oh, yes. So they can call us on 0700-020-0220. Do you want to say that one more time? Yes. 0700-020-0220. All right. Oluwatosin, thank you so much for your time on Hard Facts today. Thank you. Lagos, let's go to WhatsApp and see the comments you've dropped for us. You love WhatsApp. You really, really do. Um, Ayato Imbo Adeshino says, this vaccine case should be a challenge for a reasonable government. Instead, what they've been doing is to counter any criticism and advice giving giving for good governance while they live big on national funds. Obviously, this is why Africa loses value every day. We've got another message here. Sandra... Um, did you hear the last caller? This same NCDC that tells us to contact them if we have symptoms are not picking their phone. I've always maintained... (sighs) Okay, I'm going to step away from that message because I do not want to be annoyed on this hot Friday. Let's go to Twitter where we've got comments as well. Twitter is Nigeria Info FM, so leave your thoughts with us there as well. Adeyin Kashabi says that... um, Essential that uh, Redditors were screwed over by the big boys in the past when the opportunity presented itself. They just couldn't resist. Um, they might appear to be protecting Wall Street by delisting GameStop and AMC shares from the app, but essentially it, it was to protect investors and avoid litigation. Redditors should put vendettas aside and choose promising undervalued stocks and make money. Adenka also says the UK chose the direction it wanted to go uh mainstream uh, Europe has to protect its people and economy. That means restricting food, drugs, trade, even the education qualification acquired in the UK is in doubt. I think, Kashavi, thank you so much for your message. That's not much we can take on the show today, but I've loved bringing you hard facts, and I'll be back on Monday to bring you more hard facts. On Monday, we'll have a doctor talking to us about the second wave of COVID. I'll also be taking your own experiences about how you got COVID, how you survived COVID, or if you know somebody who unfortunately did not survive COVID. How is life after getting COVID? That's a conversation we'll have on Monday um, from um, 5 p.m. But uh, at 3, let's talk about the biggest stories that will break this weekend. On Tuesday, I'll have a big shot who worked on Pfizer vaccine. His name is Dr. Onyema Obunna. He'll be here on Tuesday at 5, joining us from the U.S., talking about vaccines and why they're not this uh, boogeyman that you seem to think that they are. I'm Sandra Ezekwesili on social media. Facebook, Sandra Ezekwesili. Twitter, S. Ezekwesili. Instagram, S. Ezekwesili. Agogo will be here next after you listen to the business news. Those were your hard facts, Lagos. Have a very good weekend.